In a world of magic, mythical heroes, savage beasts, and servants of the dark powers, one couple will regale us of the tales of their journeys through the mortal realms. Coming this season to a path of glory near you, this is the Dudes of Sigmar. Welcome to the Dudes of Sigmar. I'm Damon. And I'm Roma. Hey, dude, can we chat? Can we chat from the traditional territories of the Clay Lake today? You bet we can. What do we talk about today? Let's talk about, we've both played a little bit, and I want to talk about <laughs> battle tactics and grand strats. Okay. And what your plan is for LVO, because I know that you and I played a game and well, we didn't play the game. We only played turn one or two, and it was a little difficult to get battle tactics for you. And I just wanted to talk about that. Like, what what did you change? You changed something in your list from that game, or yes. Um, I'm gonna try big wog, just because um, it has some battle tactics, which are pretty straightforward to get. Um, and I think that's apparently one of the reasons Big Wog's doing so well is it got um, a battle tactic. And if you have a cruel boy, so Big Wog is a combination of all the orcs. It's the Savage Boys, the Cruel Boys, and the Iron Jaws. Uh, and if you play Big Wog, you can have, and probably should because of the way the mechanics of the list work, uh, gets you access to... Um, a battle tactic if you have a cruel boy unit within three inches of a piece of terrain um, you, you you get a battle tactic wow so can you just review what your list was and what it is now oh. what the change is because um, when you and I played yeah I don't want to jump right into this but you were quite upset about your maw crusher dying no I fucking wasn't anyways and then it was there wasn't the battle tactic. So what was your, what were you doing before Big Wog? Uh, I had two mega bosses, uh, War Chanter, two shamans, two units of hard boys, and a unit of brutes. Okay. And what were you doing at that time when you, before you switched uh, to Big Wog? That was what I was doing. Oh, that is. Okay. Yeah. But now what and are you doing? It was just really okay. slow, and right. I was having a lot of trouble uh, getting things like three sides. Um, yeah. The there is a wog uh, orc book one that says if you've got everything in the center, but if I don't want to be in the center of the table, um, and I guess if I plan it better, but I found that tough. Um, I struggled to get battle tactics against uh, Dirk when I was playing his um, gargants. Um, there, it was a similar reason. I was spending a lot of my time and energy trying to maneuver for those battle tactics, but I didn't have enough units because the Gargants were just killing them all. Um, and in the end of the game, and he was taking all the primaries because he just, that's what he does. And I don't have 20 models to come stand on an objective and deal with Broad or right. fucking Craig knows. So that was uh, rough. Uh, and I'm just fine that I'm not using, I've got all these support pieces, the War Chanter, the 
the weird no- two weird knobs. Um, and I wasn't moving them. I wasn't moving them correctly, and I lost a mic, and it was the same reason I'd kind of had them clustered up pointlessly, and they were uh, perfect bait for that stupid um, fucking whatever that thing is, that flamey thing that just kills heroes. Oh, the incarnate. Yeah, the incarnate. <laughs> and I had all my heroes just bunched up, just waiting to die, and die they did. Now, now you feel my pain with Michael's uh, incarnate. So I I just don't know what I was doing with those support pieces. Um, really felt like I was wasting them. So changed stuff up, went with... Uh, this is it here. Okay, so um, went with Godrak, Gordrak. So the hero Maw Crusha. Right. Ether Void Pendulum, Mega Boss on War Crusha, War Chant. I see this was, this, in, again, this was Damon Math. In my brain, I had the original list was Choppas and had two War Chanters because I figured, oh, I'll just put plus one attack on everything. But I, f- I quickly found that the way I was playing the, the Maw Crushers just quickly flew out of range of the War Chanta. So they weren't getting the plus one buff. Right. Um, and then I just had these guys who were kind of sitting around giving a buff to unit art boys, which is, you know, fine. But it wasn't really that effective. So I'm going to try this. Um, Gordrak, Ether Void, um, General Maw Crusher, a, a War Chanta, because let's face it, plus one damage is pretty sweet. Two units art boys, unit of brutes, staying with that, because this is for LVO and I don't want to paint a bunch of extra stuff. Um, but big changes are including the Beast Skewer Killbow. So that's the Cruel Boy unit that I park next to a piece of terrain and grab that objective right off the bat. Right. So and that's the one that was just on your Christmas list. Yes, it was on my <laughs> Christmas list. Um, so yeah, 80 points, park it next to a piece of terrain, boom, I get my two points out of it. And if it happens to kill some big, big woundy stuff, so much the better. Um and then I've got the Weird Knob Shaman, but a new addition based on uh, some advice from one of the um, uh, Discord groups I'm on, the, the BC one, was adding the Wargog Prophet. Um, and not so much because he's going to get me the battle tactic, because he's certainly not killing any monsters. But he does get me the extra point of Wog, which is the other characteristic of Big Wog. In much the same way that um, Slanish, according to my, you know, as I rack up my points, I would get these cumulative benefits for the army. Uh, Wog works very much the same way. Um, And if you've got a, I'll see if I can pull it up here. Oh, here we go. Uh, And you accumulate Wog powers the following way. Uh, You get D6 at the start of your turn if your general's alive. Yay. Two points if you've got a war chanter on the field. So that's what he's doing there. So then you're accruing these points yeah. to get you... And is that your grand strat? No. Um, like I said, one point for the bone splitter wizard. That's what Wagog's doing. Uh, in the charge phase, for each unit that makes a charge, you get one. And at the end of the combat phase, so either combat phase, yours or mine, I get one for each unit that is within three inches of an enemy unit. So these tally up, and with eight points, eight wog points, I get plus one to roll uh, run. Oh, 
yes, with, I see. With now ten, I get plus Zinch. one to charge or uh, Slanish. Or to, sorry, to Slanish. At twelve, I get plus one to cast. Um, at sixteen, I get plus one to hit. At twenty, I get plus one to wound. And there is that's a, huge. Yeah, plus one to wound. And there is another grand strat that if you have twenty, if you start the turn with twenty-four, and you make it to thirty. That's another two points. Wow. So that's like a turn five grand strat, or sorry, uh, battle tactic. So between the addition of the terrain one with the, the kill bow and that one, that will get me two additional reasonably accessible battle tactics. In addition to probably turn one, actually at this point, I'd go turn one um, kill bow, the terrain one, because... He, he could be easily killed, shot off the table, magic, whatever. Well, it's good to have those options. And I just wanted to backtrack and say that Michael's, um, it's an invocation. Yes. And it's the Molten Infernoth. Fuck that thing. Yeah. Haunts me. Um, yes. But yeah, and I had clustered all my heroes up. So that's something else I've learned when, place, when fighting that Infernoth. Try and spread my stuff yes. out to not present as, as easy a decision. Um, but it's easy to forget that, especially when you don't see the Infernoth on the table, and then all of a sudden there he is. And, yeah. I just assume that yeah. Mike has them. Oh, at this Mike point. does. When I when face a fire slayer, yes. I'm just assuming that I'm dealing with yes, them at the moment exactly. Infernoth. And if I don't, so much the better. Right? Yeah. But I, uh, there are other things in the game where that sort of clustering is uh, makes you vulnerable. AOE spells. It does. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know who the hell did it. Somebody piled in, and who the heck was Daryl? Oh yeah, Daryl. <laughs> Fucking those. Daryl going around rolling his dice, and um, killing things. Yeah, with the the mortis engines. Yeah. Who, I mean that again. That was kind of a range thing because those mortis engines have a range, and I had three three of my heroes clustered up, and within again there was no decision for him to make. It was it was obvious where are. to move it. Yes. So uh, there was no no cognitive load. There was no area for him to make. Really, uh, there was no pressure. I, my, um, they were unintentional bait. <laughs> well, they, but I just I wasn't forcing him to make a mental mistake. Right. It was just too easy for him to see yes. the obvious choice, and so he he did the but, obvious thing. But isn't this all part of learning the synergies and learning your list, right? Like that's what I mean. You just started playing, and I mean it would be if I wasn't making the same mistake and or more every turn, every game. And I think that's been the most frustrating part is I don't see. I had some early success with them out of the gates. Um, I think I got a little bit carried away with uh, believing the um, the Maw Crushers could do more than they do. I mean, Destroyer's fine. And I think I'm actually going to switch out um, the equipment on the General to... Um, and I'm Doing those mortals? I might even change him from the General just because... You know, I, I suffer so bad because he's des uh, he's a cruise missile. Yeah. So why would you? So to yeah. make him the general. Oh, but he gets. Uh, no, I really want that the destroyer on him, and that's a magic item. Um, but he's gonna die because I throw him against the yes. nastiest shit. Yep. And he kills it or not, but he rarely survives a game. So I want to well probably move my general onto Wagog or something. Which is why I have two Griff Chargers, one who is not my general, who can bop around. It doesn't matter if it dies. <laughs> I don't know if um, the hero um, 
I should look at that. I don't know if he's a war master. I don't think he is. Because um, that would be nice. Because if I had two guys for the purpose of... Um, oh, he is. Oh, okay, so sweet. That solves that problem. So are we going to try to practice a game or two here and there before LVO? You and I? Yeah, well, we've got some time off coming up, so... Yeah. All right. So I um, played Chris. Chris and I haven't played, you know, for a long Lebeau, time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we had a really fun game. Uh, he brought Cruel Boys and um, Techless. No, no, sorry. Lumineth. Lumineth. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't know why. why I'm Those guys don't work fun. together. What the hell are Lumineth, you doing? Lumineth, Realm Lords, and um, Techless was in his list. So, yeah, it was a really good game. We played Fountains of Frost. And you had a much different experience with Techless than I did. Oh, I did. And thankfully... Um, I was able to was that Nathan or Taylor that did that to me? Dispel um, Techless. I rolled an 11. <laughs> yeah, and his noise. was an auto um, 10. And he wasn't able to um, kill my Cryptborn with magic. And Cryptborn, oh my goodness. Like one of his units did a lot of, like his units did a lot of damage. And Cryptborn at one point was at 14 down, like he'd taken 14 wounds damage. And then I was able to translocate him and heroic action, um, healed him up a bit. And so he survived. He survived to the end. And I think I actually am starting to have build those synergies with my with my army. So I'm really enjoying playing Cryptborn. It's funny. We were talking about um, Techless and that, you know, auto casting spell of his and um, I was saying that um, I was thinking of a combo for playing um, Slanish, or yeah, Slanish, no, Zinch against high, high magic key opposition, uh, and including a Infernal and Raptorous because the Infernal and Raptorous's oh, yeah. discordant disruption ability states that if a casting roll for an enemy wizard within 24 inches of friendly units with this ability is successful. That roll must be re-rolled. Um, and Zinch... Okay, actually, you, you keep talking because I want to make sure I get this right because okay. I think this is a sick ability if you can okay. pull it off. So just going back to Chris's list, he was playing um, Archmage Teclas, Alareth Stone Mage, Veneri Bannerblade, Alareth Stone Guard, and it was his Stone Guard, and then um, Sentinels. So it was his Stone Guard that um, they were really tough. Yeah, those stone gorgeous sab. Um, and then he had the Alaris Spirit of the Mountain. Oh, the big cow? Yeah. Battle cow, yeah. Yeah, that one I thought was okay. Um, but yeah, those those two units were really tough. Um, change covens. Where do you get the fate points? Okay, fate points. Um... I was okay. able to get all my battle tactics and denied Chris one. So it was really. Okay, was, so here. It was a really great game. Okay, so go ahead. Here we go. <laughs> You're excited. You can summon. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Each time. So this is how you generate fate points in a Zinch list. Okay. Each time a casting roll is successful and the spell is not unbound, you receive one fate point. Right. So the Infernal and Raptor says that every time a spell is successful, but you're not unbinding it, you're making them re-roll 
to see if it casts. So you're, it doesn't say, the fate points don't say um, when the spell takes effect. They both refer to a successful roll. And uh, I went over this with uh, Josh, and he's like, well, that's the rule as written. I'm like, yes, it is. So the, what I'm trying to say is that w when you have an Infernal and Rapturous in a Zinch list, the enemy casts the spell, you get the point. You force the reroll if the spell is successful, you get the point. Uh, so an Infernal and Raptors in a Zinch list could just pile on the fate points. Um, it's something I'm maybe thinking of for some point in the future. Mm, wow, and cool. against techless, against um, and that's where I was going with this, against uh, an army like the Lumineth, who's casting a ton of spells, he, that role is autom successfully automatic at a 10, I believe. Yes, it okay, is. Okay, the Infernal and Raptor, I get the point for it. The Infernal and Raptors forces the reroll. And now Teclas can either fail or, you know, there's, if he succeeds, you still get the point. So, yeah, I think that'd be a sick combo against the Seraphon and the. Yes, actually, that would. That's really, really interesting. All right. So, what list was Dirk playing? You said that he had... Um, oh, yeah, so our buddy Dirk. Yeah, he's got... <laughs> he, um, he wanted to come to LVO, he's, um, but he hasn't played in a while. So he has played. He's you know played Games Workshop products for many, many years. He just hasn't played in a while. So he show, he, I said, hey, let, you know, you got to get some games in, homie. Uh, LVO is going to eat you alive, and you're going to probably piss some people off if you're, you know, don't know the rules. So he came over, and we started our first game, and he was playing um, Sons of Behemoth. I've never played against them, um, and I thought he—I thought he was just playing Sons of Bamet, <laughs> and he didn't funny. have his models because Dirk's uh, quite an accomplished painter, and he's putting a ton of time and energy into these, and he's—he's he's not bringing them out until they're done. So he just showed up with cardboard discs with the size of the base and the the picture glued onto the the disc. I'm like, okay, fine. And he's plunking these down, and then I looked at one of the discs, and it was fucking Kragnos. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> way to go, newbie. Just show up and rock uh, Gargants and Kragnos on the table. Those things are, th it's the 20 wounds. Yeah. I, I just cannot deal with 20 wounds on, a, on an objective. And they can move too. Yeah, they were surprisingly fast. Yeah. Uh, I killed, I killed two of them. I killed the um the, the king broad and I some gate smasher or something. I killed two of them. Um, but at the end of the day, um, Kragnos had killed everything else. Oh, right. So when you look at um, what you had on the table when he, compared to what he had on the table. Yeah. And so I was left with, you know, one wizard trying to grab a battle tactic, but you need three units alive to get the surrounded destroy. So... Yeah, that one was no no bueno. That's kind of and interesting. I don't know what I would do, honestly. I even if I went back and just Damon math that, I don't know how I would do against that. Yeah, that's interesting. But you know, when you mentioned surround and destroy, and at that point, a lot of your units had been destroyed. 
that's where thinking about battle tactics and you know when you kind of think about them in your head ahead of time thinking you know this is what i need to do first this is what i need to do second sometimes you need to change up the order because you might not have enough units left yeah exactly and um and i've come up with that where sometimes if i wait too long to do uh secure the battlefield you know towards the end that that may be difficult if you've lost a lot of units uh, which one was, oh that was um it was the the battle tactic or the mission a or b Yes, uh, power flux. Power flux. So really, we're fighting up to over two objectives, which is where he shines. Yes. Because now he's got... And Towers of the Tundra is where he would shine. Oh, my he, goodness. So we're fighting over two objectives, yes. oh, yeah. at which he's got 20, mo 20 model equivalents parked. Right. He's got Kragnos in the middle, and then he's got this other little giant scampering around the back doing firefighting, I guess, in case I tried to sneak behind him. Um... Maybe so, put, maybe and put all of my garga or my maw crushers into one, and just smash one of those fuckers off the table. It seems like you are gonna need to do what I had to figure out. I had to do with the dragons. I know that one dragon is not gonna go in and do it. Which and there have to be other units with them. Is and as devastating as destroyer is. Yeah. When I'm rolling those six damage. And this is why I think I'm going to switch to the, the nine attacks and forego the extra pip of uh, save. Right. Those extra two attacks represent 10 to 12, you know, missed damage opportunity. And when I really need something dead, and that's his job, he's not there to do too many other things beyond kill stuff dead. Right, yeah. I needed Broad dead sooner. Yes. Uh, and l missing out on the opportunity. So I think in the end, when he used his destroyer turn, I think he only did 18 damage. Only Wh 18. <laughs> <laughs> but you needed he, 20. I, he had 40. Yeah, he you needed. 40 wounds. And, yeah. I, and I'm, that's the other thing I'm struggling with, is I have yet in a game... Oh, the Gargants have 40 wounds. Uh, Gar yeah. uh, Broad does. Broad, the other okay. guys have 35, I think. Okay. Um, but I have yet to get off that chain attack feature of uh, orcs. And I don't know if Big Wog has it. I'll have to look. But um, Iron Jaws certainly have an ability where you can, if you destroy a unit, you can activate another unit. And I remember when I was playing Josh that first time and he had him, he was using that really, really effectively. He'd like activate, kill some little hero, kill some strang strangler unit of infantry. Yeah, Josh is really good with that. He was. You used them yeah. very, very effectively. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just the armies that I've had to fight that have just that are too resilient. And battle plans. That makes a huge difference. If you'd been playing Ice Fields or Fountains of Frost or any other ones where you can actually get some objectives, it makes a difference than just having two to choose from. Because yeah, then you're fighting for just those two. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. And that's rough where go. the fight has to happen. Uh, so, yeah, I've had a, a tough run of games. Uh, I've got another game against Mike tonight. Um, I play my final league game tonight against Neil. And you're playing against Ogre Maw Tribes. Yes, I am. And you've never fought against Ogre Maw Tribes. No, I haven't. You know what? I was doing a little reflecting and thinking about this. And I find that when I play against Nagash, when I play against Robin, you know, I think I sometimes overthink it. And when I played against Nagash at LVO, it was not a problem. Mm -hmm. 
I, when I thought I was going to play against Teclas, I was overthinking it. And then when I played against Chris, I was just surprised that I didn't have a chance to look at his list. And oh, there's Teclas. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was fine. So I just have to know the list. And I know that that's the fun part I love to do is break yep. down a list. But sometimes I have to just break it down and then stop. Don't look at it again and just go in without thinking exactly what all my movements are going to be. Um, I would agree that uh, that could be a bit of a trap. Yes. In that if you envision it going one way, and it, it, I think I fall into the same trap. I envision the Maw Crushers going in and smashing a bunch of shit, and it doesn't. And then when it doesn't happen, I'm like, oh, I didn't have a plan B. Yeah. I had a very, very solid plan A that turns out wasn't that solid. Yeah. Um, and I agree in that regard that if, if you are too invested in a particular uh, order of battle tactics or deployment yeah. or something and your, your opponent just does something completely random or unpredict that I didn't predict, yeah, then I'm, then I'm in a pickle and I don't yeah. know what to do and now I'm frustrated and it just really throws me off my game. That's why it's good to have your order of battle tactics that you want to do just to make sure that you're doing them. Some you have want to do early on but, you know, have that ability to be able to change it up as you need, seeing what's going on on the table. Just like the two retreat and two charge, there are still times when there's another battle tactic that just seems a lot easier, but I'm like, nope, stop, do this one. This opportunity might not be there again. Yeah, Get her done. That is absolutely... That's I've usually turn three. Of, I think of all the battle tactics, that is the most opportunistic one. Um that absolutely when you have that take it yeah um and even hero in a battle line charge like that one you want to do earlier as well because then you have there's a higher probability of other units being alive still it, it's so funny the uh to retreat and to charge what's that called again what's the official name of that do we isn't it um bait and trap let in bait i'm gonna look it up i want to call it bait and switch but i that's just bad marketing practice i think it's bait and trap um Nonetheless, every time you say, oh, I'm going to do that, I always like, yeah, go ahead. Pull those fulminators or pull those cats out. Bait trap. Yeah, bait trap. I thought uh -huh. so. Pull those units out. Yeah, that's a terrible move. And it never turns out to be a terrible move because, A, you get your two points. And, B, you know, you pull that unit out. Now you rally it or you, and you get two fucking cats back or something really My obnoxious lines, yes <laughs> uh, and it's just every time i think that's not going to work for you and it freaking well does and it's so frustrating because i think oh i've got you right where i want you take this battle tactic because it's going to cost you no it never ever costs you <laughs> you only ever benefit from that stupid battle tactic and then when i do it i'm like oh i'm going to pull these two units out no, I really needed those two units to finish off the other thing, or I <laughs> yes. just I can't let go, or maybe it's I just can't let go of the notion that because I have such a mental block against retreating from combat. But I'm like, no, if I could just just I just have to kill this one thing, especially with the orcs, because if I could just kill two guys, yes. it can set off that chain attack and kill a couple more guys before you get to activate and blah, blah, blah. No, it never happens. And I've thought about that too because there's times when it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it would have been nice just to stay in combat, but I have to retreat. And I always try to retreat with the units that, um, that aren't going to impact the game. 
but get me my points. Oh, but you still, like I said, you retreat some days with the cats or the fulminators. Yeah, like, I do. Yes, thank yeah. God the pressure's off. Okay, here's my chance. No, yes. the, because then you just charge in with two other things that yes. finish me <laughs> off instead. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, I think I'd be happy if a maw crusher decided to retreat. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would be. The last place I want then is a maw crusher not came wrecking back face. In and, uh, but maybe, and because they can't heal, I've, I've wasted um, command heroic actions. Why a don't you times take um, an, a heal, endless spell for healing? Oh, like life, life yeah. swarm, and just try and heal the suckers up? Yeah. Um, healing is so important. I'm if not, I didn't I'm have healing, Crypty would have Cryptborn would have uh, been dead. I had sixty points that I don't necessarily have, um, and I think just because of the mobility of the Maw Crushers. That and you like Ravenex? You would never get rid of that. I don't have Ravenex in that list. I've got the oh. Ether Void. Oh right, right. Because it's I didn't have uh, yeah. Because oh, so the Ether Void's sixty points. I s could swap out the Ether Void for um, Life. I swarm. thought the Pendulum was forty, but let's look it up. Look it up. Oh, it is 40. Okay, there we go. That's why. Uh, and I do have 10 points left over. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, yeah, I don't have the 60 points here. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could get them, but I'm not convinced that... I don't know. I'm still mucking around. You are, and you'll figure it out. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be. We just be. have to play more and more games together. Yep. yep. Um. I just want to, I know we recorded a podcast with Michael and Conan, and <laughs> it ended up oh my Lord. being... Um, Scattered? Yeah, not exactly what I was wanting to get out of that, but it was fun. But anyways, um, Michael has five lists that he has done up for Stormcast, and he used to play Stormcast yep. way back. So it'll be interesting, we can bring him on one day and just chat about uh, what what he comes up with with his lists. But for me, I love a list that has a lot of variety. I I can see the value of having a lot of reinforced units. I only have one reinforced unit, which is my Dracolines, but I love having a dragon. I love the Dracolines. I love having like the chariot in a list or like I love having that variety and not just You know what's funny is the troops or I don't uh, I rarely reinforce units. Rarely. Um in my Slaves to Darkness list, I would reinforce the knights and play with a blob of 10. But I think that was it. Um, I I play with six Theridans, but it's not a reinforced unit. It's two units of three. I don't reinforce anything in the Oryx because it's all so expensive. Like I even, at one point, I even brought in Praetors with Krandus. But they just don't, they're not the same speed. Like, they just don't move the same. So I'm like, well, what was the point? Mm -hmm. Now I've wasted 140 points on the Praetors. So it's figuring out what you need to do. And I think I had it figured out perfectly with Karazai and the Chariot in that list and the Fulminators. Mm -hmm. And they were my three biggies that kind of, you know, hung around together. And now with his minus one attacks, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not in love with that If I nerf. would... Um, yeah. Especially I like on Krondis, as I mentioned last time. Yeah. yeah. Well, or sorry, Karazai, rather. Yeah, Karazai. It really yeah. hurts Karazai. With Cryptborn, it doesn't matter because he's not going into more than one unit at yeah. a time anyways. He's not going to survive. Uh, Krondis, yeah, he's a spellcaster and he's, you know, hanging around maybe. But again, the Calamitous Tail makes a difference, but then yeah. you'd go into a horde of, 
like 10. Yeah, you're not throwing him in against stuff in the same way. Like no. he's more But Karazai is is the fighty one and he's the one I did throw in combat. Yeah. And he was successful um many times and now it's kind of Yeah. Uh, Interesting. We're getting towards the end. Okay, so... Uh, that was fast. Do we future plans? Want to just cover quick? Yeah, sure. So I play against Neil tonight. I'm pretty yeah. excited. And... Don't you have a doubles game coming up? Yes. So Robin and I, Sisters of the Storm, are playing against Scott and Ray tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, and Ray Bonner. Yes. Sure. So yeah. lots of games coming up. And I am so excited about LVO. And Gosh, I we're just getting close get, now, yeah. Yeah, we are. I just want to get more and more um, games booked to play. And we're all ready for Cake or Death. We've got yeah, our, we got our hotels booked, and we're excited. Thank goodness. I was and freaking about that. Yeah, I know you were, but I'm a... I'm we're a all sorted out. it down. <laughs> I'm, I've got it all sorted out. So anyways, that's all exciting stuff to come. Yes. Um, and Ray asked me the other day, what are we doing for our one-year anniversary? And I said, well, we'll, we'll do another big like giveaway draw type thing and we'll do some shopping in Vegas and pull together quite a little package for that I think. Ooh, that is so exciting. So, one more thing I want to touch on before we end. In the last podcast you threw out there, we talked about all those funny Oh, the names name you have the list, yep. Yes. So, can you just repeat that again? With all the wacky names lists? Yeah, but you said there was going to be a competition. Oh, yeah, no. So, yeah, what we're going to do that with a, just a fun little thing is I will post, um, Roma will give me a list. I will post that list in the show notes. Uh, if you do it for this one, if you give me the, the list. Uh, and if people can, in the comments on that episode, uh, put in what they think the list name should be, uh, we will pick one and fire you off a Dudes of Sigmar coffee cup in the mail. Nice. Excellent. So, yes, uh, look for in the show no in the comments, in the show notes section of this episode for Roma's list. Uh, comment on it. Leave what you think we should list the name and we will pick the winner and announce it uh, within the next probably week. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you to our amazing listeners. And any final words? I just hope I can get out of this losing streak. I was doing so well. I That's know. It. You're doing really well. But when you said you lost that many games with your um, with your list, I didn't even think you played that many in between. Uh, but anyways, like five, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, Dudes of so Sigmar, much. in and out. And so it was that the dudes would continue their journey through the mortal realms forging ahead with a passion for the next great story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, dudes.